this headline definitely caught my eye. And it's been a story that has kind of, I think, flown under the radar, certainly outside of Oshawa. But it is a, a, a heinous, heinous crime. Um, the godmother of a murdered Oshawa teen is now calling on the city of Oshawa to demolish a house of horrors where the young teen's body parts were found last year. So this story has to do with 18-year-old Rory Haish, who went missing last summer, and then months later, her torso was found in the Oshawa Harbor, and then police found the rest of her remains in a house. And a tenant living in the home has since been arrested and charged with indecent interference with a dead body, but no one has yet been charged with the girl's murder. And other tenants have since moved out, and for rent signs are now in the window of the home. But the teen's godmother wants the building gone. And the city says, well, they don't own the building. And the owner's not talking. And there's also the issue that if it is torn down, it could affect or will affect the attached structures on either side. So let's bring in uh, Krizia Mildik to the conversation, and I hope I'm saying your name right. If I'm not, please uh, forgive me. Um, but welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Am I saying it right, Krizia? No, it's Krisha. Krisha. All right, thank you. You're the godmother to Rory. Um, let's talk a little bit about what happened to Rory, and I'm sure you're still looking for answers, but her death uh, has been uh, in the news, certainly. I don't think it got nearly as much attention as it probably should have, but... Uh, but it had a deep impact, obviously, in your community and to the family. Absolutely. Um, uh, in late August, Rory went missing. The last anyone had heard from her was August 28th. Um, and then, obviously, I, the family and myself um, reported her missing. And we um, were informed, I think it was two days before the torso was discovered in the Oshawa Harbor. Uh, and, you know, time went on and, you know, I, we obviously compared DNA because they went to all missing persons for DNA and we discovered on the 9th of November that in fact, that was Rory's torso in the lake. And at the end of December, the 29th, um, a citizen called, um, to the home of, called 911 to the home of, um, Adam Strong. 19 McMillan Drive, and um, they found the remains of Rory there. So um, that was really hard, you know. Uh, it's hard to know that your goddaughter or your daughter, your niece, your granddaughter, your friend, a uh, uh, person of the community that's just a youth, she's barely 18, mm-hmm. um, you know, is is. Uh, dismembered and yeah. is around Oshawa and now obviously it's been discovered that she was in this home. So just for, for background knowledge, did she live in this home or was she visiting this home? We don't know whatever. We have no idea how her and Adam came together, how they know each other. We have no idea. Rory had her own apartment. Okay. We have no idea how that, that played and so he is uh, charged. He has not been charged with murder. What are police saying about that? Why has a, a charge of murder not been laid against anybody? Do they know? Are they saying? Well, there is. They are faced with a tremendous amount of forensic 
yeah. um, investigation. Uh, those things don't happen overnight. No. Uh, you know, they take quite a long time. And I can tell you just trying to submit DNA familia mm-hmm. to the torso, um, that was long and excruciating. I, I mean, the wait for a result that you absolutely don't want, number one, um, but bracing yourself for what might come is just, it, it, it's incredibly long. Yeah. So we, I think what they're faced with is there's so much forensics that they have to do. Yeah. And, you know, they're wanting to make sure that every aspect of this investigation is not overlooked. It, it no stone unturned. I mean, this is Oshawa. Yeah. I, I don't think Durham Regional Police have been faced with such a, a task that is so incredibly horrific that comes to them in so many facets, you know? So let's talk about then this address of McMillan Drive. Mm-hmm. Is it now, um, you know, almost like with the Homolka murders, Does ha, is it the kind of place where people stop and look? Has it become, uh, you know, that, you know, almost like a, a car accident where you just can't help but look? Does it get the looky-loos? Absolutely. I mean, you just, you see it online. People post like weeklies about the house and pictures. And, oh, you know, when the forensics were there, there was a play-by-play each day. Mm-hmm. There was, oh, the forensics trucks there. Oh, the coroner's office there. Oh, the homicide, you know. And now every day, everybody, you can go to these sites and they are, it's, it's, it's relevant. It's real. The, the fascination um, into, and, and I mean, it goes, there's people that are inquisitive, like many people of the community. Of course they want to know, they want to know what happened in their community. And I respect that and what comes next. But then there are people that really cling on to the bore and the, mm. the comments are just, they're incredible. It, it, it just, it takes you back. You can't believe that somebody really is that ill to want to go there. Yeah, well, they they do exist in society, unfortunately. You're right. Um, but so, what has the city? So, you want the house torn down, and what I is the city? What is the city saying to you? The city's not saying anything right now. I've contacted the mayor's office a couple of times. I was in touch with them a couple of days ago and asked and requested, like, could you tell me what uh, fitting of a petition needs to be put forward for us to be heard? I mean, this opens it evokes a discussion, and I think that it's to all victims that there is a discussion mm-hmm. um, in terms of what do we do next? How do we move forward? How does this, how does this, how do we incorporate sure. this? If it, you know, it, it's so difficult because I really, nobody, I have perfect strangers that come up to me and they, they're crying. They're crying. They don't know me. I don't know them. They're affected though. Yeah. And that's our, you know, so yeah. like, that's what people get when they're going by McMillan Drive because it is central. It's central to our city. It is between King and Bond. People pass it every day. They're looking left. You see people taking pictures. They're all over Facebook all the time. Uh, you know, the danger of somebody renting or owning that home is real. I mean, if someone can come to you emotionally and then you see other people on Facebook saying, burn it down and, you know, yeah. like, that's dangerous. The problem is the city doesn't own it, and the owner obviously has a, an investment into it. And has the owner um, spoken or said that he'd be willing to sell? She is, as far as I understand, no. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's. It was turned over back to her a month and a half ago. She's um, already got it up for rent. I mean, she's a businesswoman. She owns the street. So her first instinct is to get it back in business. You know, and. 
it might not be the easiest place to rent but uh, and what about the neighbors on either side i mean is is there an overwhelming um you know uh support in place that people want it gone Oh, you know, 24 hours, my petition reached, it surpassed 2,000. This community is rocked by what's going on here. It's, it's not something that Oshawa has seen. It's not a typical um, homicide, and I don't want to generalize any of them or make any of them less losses lost, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, and I need to reiterate that. However, this was very, very gruesome. Yeah. This was a very deranged individual that did what he did, mm-hmm. And now the stigmatization is incredible. It's McMillan Drive. It's the It House. It's the House of Horrors. It just keeps going on. Like people are, you know, uh, glorifying this place that is very dark for us. When I see it, I shake. I'm scared for her. I feel massive amounts of fear for her. And that's the constant reminder. I mean... If it was bulldozed and she built something beautiful, another beautiful home for another family that she could rent out, I'd love that because something negative went to something positive. You know, I'm not looking for a memorial garden. I'm not looking for a plaque. I'm not looking for, you know, we need to, you know, Rory has nothing to do with this this street. In fact, I don't want her her name anywhere near it other than the fact that what's taken place already. But I would love, like, meaning long term, you know, I, I would, I would love for it to be something negative that came to something positive. Okay, so how do people find out about your petition? Where do they go to look for that? Okay, so it's on change.org, and it is Remove the House of Horrors, because that's what it is now dubbed. Um, And just sign that petition, help us. And you know what? Even if it's not the best income, at least it will evoke a discussion about how we move forward. And I, I really need to understand from Mr. John Henry that, you know, he's listening because his community is talking to him. And I need him to know that we're, we're talking to him. We need him to listen to us. We will stay in touch and we'll see where this story takes us. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you very much for having me. My pleasure. That is uh, Christia Mieldek, and I'm. Uh, it's quite a story. And it didn't get a lot of attention. And I'm not sure why, because this young girl was, was so young. I'm Alex Pearson. This is On Point here on Global News Radio.